0: Be sure to share the podcast on your favorite social media channels. Thing. a little break earlier it. before we started. Can you hear me? Can you yes. hear me? Bro-
1: yes. Jeez,
0: dude. It is not broken. You broke don't, it. Don't play games, man.
1: Because now I'm wondering. Whatever you... it is, broken. Oh, God. Uh, dude. Uh, oh, I can hear you. I just think you broke it. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is, but you broke something. Dude. All right. Why was the Reiki
0: practitioner phone... Oh, powers? I'm not going to tell this joke. Yeah, guy, why, um... why, why is Wait, the Reiki why master's... It? Why was the Reiki master's phone always on silent? I don't know. They didn't want any bad vibrations.
2: Ah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a dad joke for
0: sure. 100% dad joke. And um, (laughs) I'll, I'll go back to that in a few minutes for a reason, but. Welcome to the Tragedy Academy, a show created to bridge societal divides in a judgment-free zone using candor and humor. My name is Jay, and you have heard the dad joke of the day, um, and that is not a theme that we normally do, um, in case you're <laughs> listening for the first time. I don't want you to tune out forever. Um, everything yeah. has a reason. Uh, we're here joined today by Kelly Kane. Kelly is a teacher extraordinaire. I, I started to like label these off or bullet them. I'm like, no way. There's too many different things. You got a master in education. You've worked eight through 12. You've been helping our youth for so long. But you're also here to talk about a book that you've written recently, as well as um, a traumatic experience that you had that led to a lot of your personal findings. So yes. um, before we get started, Gary, uh, how are you doing today, brother?
1: <laughs> I was doing pretty good till that dad joke perfect i, feel you I set the tone real well
0: yeah. i know when he's sitting there shaking his head that i got it right on point
2: you did you nailed it pretty good perfect
0: He practiced that before we came out. i did came i to told leave. him i was gonna tell a joke he's got one too he's just not using it can't wait he,
2: oh you're not gonna share it?
0: <laughs> i'll share it for him later if he's too chicken because i think no, I, gotta, I think I gotta complete it yeah you do <laughs> it's a song it's a song but trust me there's a place for it later <laughs> <laughs> so kelly why don't you introduce yourself tell us uh who you are why you're here and uh, we'll kind of go from there
2: okay well my name is kelly kane and i am a kindergarten reading specialist and i have been working for 20 years so i did middle school for 10 years grades 5 through 8 was mixed um mm-hmm. did high school 9 through 12 mixed and Right when I switched over to the elementary building teaching a mix of K-5, through I got into that auto accident. I was hit by a drunk driver. So that was where why I wrote the book, Angel in the Mirror. Um, Let's see. Angel in the Mirror, Healing, Traumatic Brain Injury, and PTSD Through Western Medicine and Spirituality. And I laughed. I, I made a video about this. Why is the title so long? And it has to be long because one, there is a book called Angel in the Mirror. I needed the angel in the mirror because it was spiritual reflection of the process that I'm going to talk about. But I chose a Western medicine route to heal after this. And I chose a very spiritual route and brought out the gift that I already had that wasn't really, I don't know, you couldn't really talk about that in the educational field. Like, hey, I'm gifted. Sometimes I know what you're thinking. I know what's going to happen next was it something that you really wanted to share because you're in the public? (laughs)
0: Well, and I think that a lot of people kind of give negative connotation to what you're describing. And I think that there's multiple explanations for what you're describing as well. And I try to help people wrap their heads around what it is that you're explaining when it comes to understanding people, their intentions or what they don't know about themselves in a certain scenario. I've found that. There are two different ways that you can describe it. One are the spiritual method, which is Uh the way that you are comfortable with in how you uh, have taken in this whole experience, right? And then other people that have PTSD or some kind of traumatic background where they have hit their knees for whatever reason, they will begin to create something different. Uh Um, They'll have a different way of looking at it. I'm kind of, I lost where I was going with it because I, I also have a TBI. I've never even told Gary this. I have a, or I might've, I have a traumatic brain injury. That's why I sometimes stutter and sometimes will mix words up. Um, it happens. That said, um, I think that, and I'm back on track by the way, it's the micro movements of the mind taking in the surroundings that are giving you. An ability to prevent yourself from being hurt again, no matter what the traumatic experience is, you will begin to perceive reality different because you have gone to such a degree of pain that now you can see that reflection in others. And you can see, especially if it's trauma is based in another person's actions, that's even worse because now Uh you're hyper aware of what other people's intentions are in any situation. Let's couple that with the fact that you're in the hospital. You're having to look at faces every single time they come in that tell you you have a TBI and things that you're going to be permanent or outlooks or they're giving you a prognosis, all these things. How well can you read a face at that point? You can read a face like a fucking, like like a Garfield book. It's so easy, right? It's so easy to read. But at the same time, we'll, we'll have a psychological look at it where they'll say, well, that's why you can see that. I believe Ah, that it's a combination of the two. I believe that you need a path in order to find out more about yourself and what is everyone's reality to them. Uh And I think that when we take that path and we start to see how people intend or what they're not seeing about themselves through those micro movements, it gives us that gateway or that mirror, that window into who we actually are and how they're actually a mirror.
2: Right. Well, that hence the term angel in the mirror, you know, the, the delivery of the information. So I didn't see my traumatic brain injury right away. Um, I'm a reading specialist and I teach special education students how to survive and compensate and get by in the world if they can't read on grade level or if they max out and they're reading on a fourth grade level and they're in 12th grade. They have to apply for college because they want to make it. So I always had these compensating devices and so I feel like God was already lining me up because after the accident, they sent me home. I got sent home immediately and I knew something wasn't right. And it took three months. I started, I didn't, I wasn't able to hold anything. Um, I started falling to the floor, just standing there and I would just drop. There was no rhyme or reason what was happening. Man. And it was very scary. I lost my handwriting. Uh, And my speech started to jarble and slow down. And then I couldn't repeat words. And I was telling my lawyer at the time, I'm pretty sure I have a traumatic brain injury. I mean, they checked for bleeding. I went to a neurosurgeon and they're like, there's no immediate emergency here. Go back to your life as best as you can. Well, I couldn't even do a jumping jack and count at the same time. And I was tipping over when I was holding things and yeah, so I, I recognized there were so many signs of this is not normal. And because I'm so proactive and that was my field, I went right to a neuropsychologist and I was deemed mentally disabled for almost two years. So I went to neurofeedback. I did 42 sessions where they hook up the wires to your head and you watch the computer. Yeah, you're not. Um, I got a yeah, picture of me the- in
0: that skull cap. It's real I- sexy. With all I the wires hanging picture. off of it. <laughs>
2: gonna,
0: I'll put that up just to share it. It's it's a real cool looking uh, situation. Let me tell you.
2: I was too scared to take a picture. Um, I didn't get the cap, but I had the glue and the wires uh, stuck in my uh, head. Yeah. Every week. It was like you had to take this out of your hair. Um, and I remember being so frustrated at the time because, you know, if you've done it, you know, They're telling you to sit there in a calm state and you're supposed to heal this way. And I I talk about it in my book, but when you're doing this, they'll put a movie on and they'll make it skip in and out so that, you know, if you're calm, the movie will play. And so you think you're calm and you're sitting there like this and you're like, don't move, don't move. And then the movie cuts out and you try to stay as calm as you are. But really inside, you can't even believe what was going on. The movie would cut out so many times. I still have PTSD when streaming doesn't work.
0: This sounds like an episode of Big Bang Theory where they stop, like they'll be like A, B, C, D. Yeah. And then they'll go like tic tac toe. And then as soon as you're getting ready to put the third one, they wipe the board or uh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. over and over again. I could not handle this. It would drive um, me insane. It sounds it like a clockwork orange. Like
2: (laughs) It was so frustrating knowing. I did not
0: go through this particular process. No? So I didn't. No, there is no way because I would not have survived that particular test.
2: I would have lost my
0: GD mind. You even had to like stay (laughs) calm
2: and like a ball would move if you could keep your brain calm. And I remember sitting as still as I possibly could. And the ball wouldn't move. And it's like you can't get mad at the ball for not moving. It was such a strange experience. So that was when I started digging into the Reiki healing. Um, because I thought there's gotta be more than this. They they were like, you have a TBI, you're mentally disabled, and you're left with this. In two years, we'll be able to see what you have left.
0: There's so many different therapies that are used for traumatic brain injuries, like mm-hmm. art and things like that, where you know, they work on rapid eye movements, which is fantastic. And we have pushed that to its limit of capability to diagnose and, you know, work on traumas. But what we don't realize is that we're not simply a biological being. If we were, we wouldn't have consciousness, right? So there's a separate piece to us. There's two parts. There's this meat bag, right, that we have to keep going. You've got to attach wires to it and get skull caps and have to do tests like that, right? But at the end of the day, you know that's not you, because you can tell because you are watching you, right? So there are two sides to the coin. There has to be, right? You are simply the manifestation of your thoughts. Whatever you believe you are, you are. Ahead, and whatever you see in others is what you see in yourself, and hate them for having because you don't wanna look at it in yourself. These are all things that, that happen, you see from the Western medicine side, you get to relieve yourself of not necessarily the injury. Because the mechanism has is, is been pulled. The lever is pulled, the head is injured, the deficits are there, they're not coming back. There's a certain amount of damage, made. you put a rock back together, you can glue it together, <laughs> you can't put it back together, right? The damage is done. We tend to take the amount of trauma that happens in an injury and tack on an entire life circumstance and victimhood that goes with it that we walk away from. And we Um. don't realize that it's simply the deficit that exists. It's the dog that gets his leg chopped off, right? The dog doesn't sit around worried about his leg being chopped off. The dog is worried about where's my next meal and I need to learn to (laughs) run without a leg. That's it. It's not emotionally attached to what happened to take its leg away. We are. We're the ones that will carry that forward. And that is what we're talking about right now, is being able to grab a hold to the things that are not physical and realize that we're able to view them through different lenses and realize that they're a fucking choice 99% of the time.
2: Right. It's important not to stay in the victim mentality. And I was for two years. I was on Xanax, Percocet, you know, all those heavy hitters, Flexeril, the muscle relaxers. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, at the same time. And I'm a small person. This was really rough to take. And then you couldn't tell, is it my PTSD that has me tired? Is it the Mm -hmm. traumatic brain injury that has me tired? Is it the Flexeril? Should I stop taking Xanax? I mean, is it the mixture of them? And it's just, I try, was desperately trying to see what am I going to be left with? What am I going to be left with? And I was just panicking. And I have like a network of medium best friends. They're just, they're straight up real deal. I write about them in the book and they held my hand and took me along the way. And I started by going back to church and I was praying, please don't leave me like this. Please let me heal. Hmm. Now, while that was happening, the person who hit me, and this is public record, was a retired NYPD detective. Um, it made things a little more challenging on the PTSD side. Let's just say that, you know, yeah. giant insurance companies check you out. You get checked out a little more. So just added to the PTSD, it added to the TBI. And, you know, while this was going on and I was trying to find my spiritual roots to try and, generate healing while getting rid of trauma i was seeing psychologists and then i started seeing a shaman to get rid of all you know clear the negative energy from my past uh and i started seeing um my reiki master and that was when they were looking at me going one you know you're gifted two you're gonna write a book (laughs) they said that eight and a half years ago they told me that and i said no 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 i'm not and three you know you're doing this for your mom your son, and everybody. And I didn't understand that at that time. My parents were both dying at the same time. They died 36 hours apart. And the way that it happened was terrible. It was during the pandemic when we were sent home and told, all right, figure out how to teach kindergartners online like college students. Go. (laughs) Okay. And I'm on the phone with hospitals, and my brother and sister were trying to help me take care of our parents. I live an hour away when I teach. I'm two and a half hours away. Sometimes I would drive up and down. So the way that they ended up passing was I had to pull my mom out of the nursing home. And I used to have to watch her through the window. I wasn't allowed visits while they were dying. So I would watch them through the window, talk to them through the window, send stuff. And I pulled her out because I thought I don't want her to I don't want her to pass that way. And I did home hospice. And on the 11th day, my dad went home alone and slipped and fell and hit his head and passed away before her. So just throw on the guilt, too. You know, it was already Mm. trauma, 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 then the guilt. And then after that, I ended up getting a divorce, selling my house and just starting over. I am at absolute start over at age 45, soon to be 46. And so I do have a lot of knowledge and trauma and rolling through it. And boy, I can tell you, I have not been pretty many times and I have no judgment on anyone because it's a rough ride. <laughs>
0: it's amazing <laughs> that you were able to walk that fine line of opiates and barbiturates and everything in between. Heavy. And not come out the other end with a chronic problem because... The mechanism that will get pulled in that situation for a person that has a predisposition or the trauma that's predicated to that situation, they will have a different response to Xanax and Percocet and things like that because it may be the first time that they don't feel pain mentally.
2: We're yes. not talking oh about the gosh, physical. That's deep. Yes, that it's is not true. It's the
0: physical that people are addicted to. They're not addicted to that. being out of pain. They'll convince themselves of that initially, yes. that it's not an addiction. I need it. I'm supposed to have it. But the fact of the matter is, is that the pain is going to be there irregardless. Yes. Right? You yes. got to ask yourself, am I numbing pain or am I numbing trauma? And those are two totally emotional different things, pain,
2: right. right? Emotional pain and is completely once different. You,
0: you get not addicted to the pill, not addicted to whatever the you know pharmacological makeup it is. You get addicted to bliss and you get addicted to what you think other people feel like all the time, only because we don't have the ability to communicate with each other about what's happening or what's Oof, going on yes. in our inner psyche. So we will stay addicted to stuff because we think everybody else feels like that all the time. Or, so we don't have to look in the rear view mirror. That's what that is. Fucking pills are a rear view mirror eraser, and they also fog up the front window and fucking color it with like a rainbow. Uh-huh. So you think no matter where you're going, it's a rainbow, but you're seriously up Shit's Creek.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's an illusion. Yeah. It's not it's the actual illusion. rainbow that you're like supposed to be like Bunnies with. Right. are
0: bouncing by, but it ain't bunnies. It's fucking shit. Right. It's and-
1: escape from reality. Right, It it doesn't change your reality. It's just an escape from it. You have to come out the other end eventually.
0: You know, I like to to stop and ask Gary because we talk about um, all sorts of stuff and he's always walked a line with with these things from what I've seen since we've started discussing it Um, because you've experimented with uh, psychedelics before, things like that, and had different perceptions over periods of time. I'm curious on your thoughts. When you hear people discuss... The physical versus the not physical and the, you know, the, the things that require faith or whatever different understanding or perspective, when you hear those things, what does it mean to you?
1: Well, uh, one of my best friends lives in Germany and we were talking about this kind of recently and I think he had broke his leg or something and they gave him ibuprofen only and he's like, you know, want something stronger. Like we don't do that really. Like. If it hurts, that means you shouldn't walk on it. You know, like, and when it <laughs> oh, stops geez. hurting, you know, it's <laughs> wow.
0: Like, <laughs> that sounds like the most intelligent thing I've ever heard. And you he's know what? That's like, what an animal would do. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, basically, you know, and uh, he's, he's got to, he's a really smart dude. We got to talking about it, and it's like, it's the same shit. Like, if they pump you through like cortisone shots of your knee and you go out and play the big game, you <sighs> shred your shit and it's done, you know, and it's like, the put me in coach. That's what from- we used to call it. That yeah, shot exactly. is called the "Put Me In"
0: coach. Oh,
2: yeah. I hated, it's those, the same shots. Thing. I hated yeah, those shots. I hated those shots. I got it directly in the shoulders. I had fourteen doctors and specialists that I was working with to rehab. So I put in the work. So yeah, the course. Sorry about yeah. that, Gary.
1: Keep going. Yeah. No, it's it's like it's the same thing though. It's like the you know Xanax to pass out and fall asleep, and the mm-hmm. the muscle relaxers to feel all floaty, and the opiates to. You know, it's, it's all puts you in a different state of mind more than, you know, it doesn't just make your knee stop hurting or your back. It's like in the brain and, you know, you just feel good, you know, you know, it's, it's those are some things I never really got into, like, especially like Thank make God, me sick dude. and even when I've like hurt my you know, wisdom teeth and, you know, got them out and shit, I never, you know, did that, you know, but so many people, I mean, in, in Ohio where I'm from, they had to bring up FEMA trailers because the morgues were full. Um, you know, it's, there's so much opiate addiction there and, and it's like people have poverty and injuries and, you know, a million different things. And it, it's an escape. It's, you know, even so many stories. Yeah. You know, like at least with meth and you like kill, you can build something or go do something, but the opiates, you know, (laughs) you can can (laughs) can just take a shit ton of holes, you're productive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they might be in the wrong place You're and for no reason, but there's a hole now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, yeah, it's uh, like, but, man, the opiates, they just got all these videos of people just nodding out at stoplights or <laughs> at the drive throughs and, like, you know, just, What is that? I yeah, think that's, yeah, just, uh, like, isn't that K2 or whatever? I think that's heroin. You is know, that
0: heroin that makes you pause like in mid-step like that? So, so weird so. looking.
2: I thought I don't even and know. Have you ever seen
0: these? I, no. Holy crap. There's uh. videos of, of legit areas within cities in like L.A., New York, you know, Cleveland or wherever where people are suffering from. I I often wonder because I was told like it was salvia or something like that that was causing it. Um, it heroin. Be- I don't know. I see somebody falling asleep <laughs> and not pausing. Um, I, I, that's why I was confused. But you will it see like 10, 15 people Slumped over like zombies and full standing erect, head over, although oh, be on one foot, like all the like, way backwards. Like, a like a, yeah, like backwards <laughs> bending. It's actually a real testament to the human fucking valid <laughs> system. Wow. But it's super yes. sad to see. And we're in such a state in humidity where we're going by with cameras. We're literally going by. I'm laughing right now, but it is not funny. Like it's somebody has been in such a horrible state that they're doing that, but at the same time, from the
1: human, if we were aliens, we'd be like, "Why? Why are they paused?" Like the aliens <laughs> are wondering what the hell we're doing over here. You know, it's uh, a, <laughs> you know, it's it's the pharmaceutical companies that they don't give a shit. You know, they want to just pump you on a bunch of stuff and and keep you alive and dependent, and that's it. You know, it's uh, their days probably, are numbered. Yeah, you no, know, it's a you know their days are numbered
0: chemicals versus robotics at the end of the day we're not going to want to fuck around with chemicals when we have nanobots and things like that that can accomplish things right and then we're looking at western medicine we're looking at the commonization of drugs like psilocybin ayahuasca mdma lsd all those things the legalization the microdosing and all those people won't want those drugs anymore they'll be irrelevant they will laugh at the fact they had to take zoloft in order to feel normal like they would if they had microdosed you know psilocybin. that's kind of what i'm seeing we're going to look at like this massive remote process where like you'd said i think there was a group of people that are coming up with these applications where they provide like i think it's like cannabinol and psilocybin mixture and a microdose and they perform therapy in a remote session with the person while they're on it fucking amazing right you only need one of those sessions maybe two and then you don't need a partner in the deal because you start to figure out that you're on your own and you you know what the situation is but those types of scenarios are going to facilitate much better results and quicker results than anything that, you know, pharmaceuticals want you on that long-term drug. And we're going to be chopping them off at the knees here shortly between Western medicine and the, the advent of like artificial intelligence, being able to map out things. I'm not talking about, you know, some weird strap it to my head, you know, situation that's changing things about me. I'm just talking about the ability to manipulate data statistics and different things much faster in quantum computing, we're going to find answers to things that don't require chemicals to keep them at bay,
2: yeah, but Western medicine is needed. You know, my parents Very are dying much. from from diabetes, and actually, <clears throat> that was what caused my father's demise is the fact that mm-hmm. diabetic pens are not covered by insurance all the time. And if you don't have it, you die. So he was rationing off his diabetic pens because he didn't have the money. And I often was picking up the bill. So, you know, insurance would cover a thousand dollars, but then I would pay another four hundred dollars a month and then. (laughs) Oh, that's fine.
0: Hello, kidders. (laughs) (laughs) We got a visitor.
2: He does that all the time. Anytime I'm on a podcast or anything, he he shows Uh, up. So, yeah, that was that was how he ended up, you know, I'm so sorry,
0: by the way, that is horrifying that you lost both of your parents in such a short amount of time during such a traumatic. You know period in humanity all at once um it was I, yeah i believe that that's how we find our true path <laughs> i think that when we hit our knees i say it a lot you know that's when we plant yes. that seed to regrow authentically not with the shackles of humanity um and societal inputs because we don't have to fake who we are anymore because we're comfortable with it we've already been garbage for so long that it just doesn't matter what are you going to say about me now like i'm stuttering this week i feel horrible about myself There's nothing else you could say i'm already there like bring it on at that point i can act like a fool now (laughs) i can run around and use cartoon voices or act like a fool whenever (laughs) i want because the fuck do i care i'm 46 (laughs) if i'm in public and i'm goofing around i know that anybody that doesn't want to be around me doesn't need to be around me i don't want them there if you don't like me goofing around well fuck you're not quite at the party yet (laughs) go figure your shit out and then we can sit here and make jokes about the snickers bar right (laughs) or whatever stupid thing i'm talking about on the line But if you're just giving me stink face, trust me, you weren't invited. You can see yourself out of the conversation.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I let my freak flag fly pretty often now. You know, the whole base of everything of who I was was just kind of ripped. The only thing that was left was she's still a teacher and she's still Kelly. But oh, wait, she's kept it. And that's when I just stepped out of the box and everybody was like, why are you going to California? Who are you friends with? How did this happen? How are you represented by TV Guest What are you doing? You know, because I would be quiet in my house. No one would see me. And then and everybody's like, what is she doing?
0: You're being you,
2: living, right?
0: And that's something that we should all take a page from your book, and that it is the only path to true success is being authentic.
1: And a lot of people don't do that. No. And they hate on the people that do, you know. It's hard because a gets lucky, or yeah, totally is.
0: I just was talking to somebody yesterday. Like, it is the least traumatic fall that you'll ever be apprehensive about. You will get to that cliff, and it looks like it's a billion. Like, you're literally looking into a bottomless pit. This is it. If I am me today, one hundred percent, I will die. Everybody will judge me as hard as I've judged myself this entire time. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And if you see somebody that did it, you assume uh, you don't even assume you just simply hate them because they were willing to jump off that cliff and you're not able to to be yourself. Right. But what we don't realize is the fucking cliff is like a pile of pillows. It's an inch deep. (laughs) Like there's, they literally hand you like a fucking little balloon to float you down and throw a party for you. It is the exact opposite of a bottomless pit. It's walk around your house and do whatever the fuck you want at any time. It's go to a dinner party and make a joke about whatever the fuck you want, no matter who's sitting there, right? Uh It's just being you. And the people that don't like it, you don't put them around anyway. Stop fooling yourself. They're not there for you. They're there for themselves, just like you're keeping them there to plug some kind of fucking vacuum that you have in there that's not been addressed. Why do I need a friend that's rich and got fucking this, that or the other? Because it makes me appear less poor or it makes me appear successful. Well, why do I need to appear successful? I fucked up all the way through elementary school, junior (laughs) high. My parents hate me. I'm a fucking, you know, I I have dyslexia, so that means I'm a horrible person. Dude, there's so many backstories to every single weird thing that we do. But we don't realize that everybody's got a backstory to the weird shit they do, and they don't give a fuck what you're doing unless you're doing it well.
2: There it is. There it is. I find that the more authentic you are, I make a lot of people comfortable and a lot of people uncomfortable, especially with spirituality. And I do... Please don't judge people, videos every day almost. Please don't be judgmental for for two reasons. You know, don't judge a book by its cover. My illness was completely invisible, but also don't judge others. You know, if we don't like the same color or the same music or we don't dress the same, we have no judgment until politics comes up, religion comes up. Oh, talk about you can hear things from the other side. Oh, you know, when those come up, why is it any any different than you like blue. I like red. You know, I don't, I like coffee in the morning. You know, I, I don't understand this the stigma I'm trying to break by shoving myself out there. And I've lost a lot of friends through the process and gained new ones. Uh, you know, you find yourself soul plot
1: Usually they're not friends. Yeah, they're not your friends. For that easy to lose, like my friends will die for me, most of them, you know, and Same thing, you know, it's like I definitely would. (laughs) You you, you might die because of me because I did some stupid things. He's a
0: fucking calamity on (laughs) legs, or or you're in a
1: rental car with me. Oh, Jesus, no! I I, I destroy rental cars like (laughs) pretty regularly. (laughs) Oh, no, (laughs) I don't hit people, I don't crash them, they just die. Like, I don't know what it is. Bro
0: (laughs) has manifested the weirdest (laughs) situation where no matter whatever he travels it's like shit crumbles around him if you see that hat on a plane <laughs> just know that you're not gonna be hurt you're just gonna be fucking inconvenienced all the shit and back because gary's butt is on that plane
2: and gary like, might need a clearing session <laughs> sounds oh, like you need yeah. a clearing session
1: <laughs> yeah i might need more than that and like maybe like buy one get one free or something you Got like three for
2: free <laughs> <laughs> And funny you say that. It usually is three sessions that you should have consecutively. So very intuitive of you, Gary.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've never been on a plane that just takes off like just (laughs) fine. And I fly like twice a week. It's it's always like the weirdest crap, you know, like.
0: Last time it was, hey, they just announced that the door has been frozen shutter. It won't open. And what was the uh, pilot doing for you there, Gary?
1: Oh, well, the other guy was, uh, This is a brand-new plane, and, uh, you know, they're really computerized and stuff, so, you know, we had to basically do the equivalent of a control alt Delete, and uh, they're telling us it's fine, so we're going to take off now. I'm like, listen (laughs) here, dad jokes. (laughs) Right? I don't know if it was a joke, because I was like, I don't know, like, everything is, like, super electronic now. I'm like... I don't no. like funny pilots. I just don't, I don't like. are <laughs> <laughs> not I, well, I don't like funny surgeons <laughs> either. Yeah, they could be, they could be hilarious. It's not when they're about to fly the plane. Just like a proctologist, he could be what? funny. Ninety-nine, <laughs> <laughs> and they die. No. About you seven minutes like every a five in my years. My hat. <laughs> no. Yeah. <not laughs> just don't even talk to me. Like, understand I don't your audience. Yeah, understand exactly. the audience. Like, <laughs> show your scenario. Yeah, it's not so good. Certain things, just. certain nah, Just just don't make jokes. I I don't think you're serious right now, and you're about to fly me somewhere. It's like,
0: oh no, there's nothing more disconcerting than
1: uh, you're right.
0: Like, I don't want my surgeon to come in and start telling me knock knock jokes before he does like some kind of intracranial something or other, giving me my own. You're pre doze off like they're giving you the propofol or whatever it is you You're getting ready to go under you don't want to hear him making corny jokes
2: like i've actually had that like happen they, they always do i had they that think happen that they're
0: relaxing you every time you go under in those situations <laughs> they're like oh, <laughs> you know what's your favorite you know, whatever cartoon or some shit like that or they make a joke and you're like bro you're not relaxing me you're telling me that you're thinking this is the- a game yeah. Like, I need you to come in. Like, we're opening up for a fucking Super Bowl. Like, you need to bust through the paper. You need to run into the fucking room. You would be like, it's my moment. Uh, uh, uh. I want my surgeon to be jumping up and down, pumped up. Music let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> it better be the Super Bowl of surgeries when they come to my room. I'm like, <laughs> I am not like myself I want on be like
1: the surgeon running around I, like high in the nurses. I want him to be like nice and calm. And I do.
2: Because that guy
1: yeah. came to fucking game. He's he was throwing being scalples. his authentic self, right? He I mean, was authentic what, self. Or he was yeah, showboating. then it's scary. Yeah, yeah, like kind of I, I just just normal. How yeah, you doing he's today? very disturbed I, by the uh, Super just, Bowl Just surgeon. how you doing today? I'm fine. Oh, We're going to do this surgery today. I'm very educated, <laughs> taking this very seriously. <laughs> and uh. Super Bowl surgeons. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no high fives. There's the, the grown man handshake. No <laughs> this. I just just uh, what, right what if here. What gives
0: you a limp handshake right before you go under? It <sighs> like like, you, uh, yeah.
1: you. You know
0: that? Oh, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, like sometimes you just line it up wrong and it's just super oh embarrassing. <laughs> and and that,
0: no one knows no, what, what if to do anymore. It's just a straight fish hand? You know there's some people who just have a clammy no-grip shake and it's very weird. Like, could you imagine? You're about to go under, and he gives you that trout of a handshake <laughs> and puts it in there, and you're like, "Oh, this guy's—he's got no
2: game. He's not on it. He's just got a fish." I don't see many yeah, people doing good. handshakes anymore. You guys do? Uh, yeah, I don't see uh, it. That that's much. Like, true.
1: It's a weird it thing now because now you don't know what to do. It's like
2: it, it is weird. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> I have to do a
1: fist bump? Like people do the elbow thing still? And I'm like, I'm do a
2: it's a I let, weird
1: dance now.
2: Yeah, I just say, "Do you <laughs> want a hug?" And they'll say yes, and I give them a hug. I just offer it, and if you want it, I give it to you. Um, you know, in the hallway one day on Friday, I told the kids, you know, "It's Hug Day," and I ca- I collected like 149 hugs in like a few hours. It was amazing. Oh.
0: Your tolerance to the petri dish is fucking amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's why I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, your didn't even get called Your immune
0: system but- is fucking well point.
2: kindergarten come that's on that's what i mean
0: oh
1: yeah that's
2: not everything you know, it's a large building i'm not in a small building my building has a thousand people in it it's a very they large have
0: civilizations growing under their fingernails <laughs> like <laughs> it's so gross oh no. yeah like, to has more snot on it than ever seen it
2: looks like a crispy Kreme oh. donut Oh, I've done all, all the mommy things here flow while I'm taking care of their nose with the tissues. Oh, I've done it all. Tie their shoes. You're fixing everything on them. You know, it's not just being a kindergarten specialist. You're, you're a mom. Yeah. Yep. Especially so, in
0: this day and age that we created a society that required multiple parents to be outside of the lives of their children true. in order to support themselves to maintain, you know, a certain level of living. We don't that ever too. fucking notice that. We were already dividing fucking <laughs> things fucked up anyway. And then we drug the, the only maternal figure the kids had right out the door and turned them into latchkey people. Because we fucking like expensive shit. shit. And everybody has to make more money and make more money and make more money. So now guess what happens? You got a fucking whole generation of kids with no parents.
2: Well, they get me.
0: <laughs> exactly. They get amazing teachers like yourself.
2: Oh, my whole team is amazing. My building is amazing. Like, it's really, you know, that is the one thing that I kept as home through all of this. That was my home. You know, when everything else disappeared, you know, the divorce, my parents dying together, being instant orphan, moving. That place was the same for me for 20 years. And, you know, the kids, I'm now teaching their kids. Ah, When that happens.
1: Oh, that's great.
2: Oh, oh, yes. That's a stinger. Yeah, they walked in, and I'm like, "Wait, you?" is the your- only time you yeah. wish
0: for young pregnancy.
2: <laughs> no, no. And, I, and they always ask me, "How old are you?" And I tell them, "I'm 40. I'm going to be 46."
0: Well, you don't look 46. You know no, that
2: they say that all the time. You're lying. I'm not lying. I know your mom, your aunt. <laughs> <And> I start <laughs> listing all them, and they're like, "Oh, I, okay, you've been you've oh, been here no. a while." Yeah, see it's if- cool
0: though. If I, yeah. If I showed up and it was a teacher that had taught somebody um before me or my father or whatever, um, they wouldn't be having like a happy conversation. <laughs> oh,
2: Another
0: yeah. one? I didn't even know they were allowed to reproduce. You're <laughs> oh, here. 20 years later, I still remember your bloodline. Why are you here?
1: You
2: know yeah, what's yeah, amazing sure though? Don't love me. I, yeah.
0: I leave generational scars. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but you always hit the reset button because my sister, brother, and I, we did not come out the same, goodness <laughs> Control gracious. Control-Alt-Delete. So. Yes, yeah, that, that, that's right. <laughs> Control-Alt-Delete and reset. There you go, Gary. Brought it back to you. Full circle, <laughs> that, that brother. Works,
1: as long as you're not on a plane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: and, yeah. and please I don't try to you.
1: reboot us in mid-flight. Yeah. On Windows 96, maybe. <laughs> oh.
0: Wouldn't it be funny if the plane made that sound? No. You know, like when you started up the
2: computer. Nope, it would me. not be. <laughs> You're going to give him more PTSD as he boards the plane. I like this. I want the plane to have
0: sound effects that are not disturbing because there's nothing worse than the way the engines sound at times. I'm like, fuck, man. Why does it oh. have to sound that way? Like, yeah. And it's sounding this way before we
1: leave.
2: <laughs> before even <he> starts <laughs> <What>? moving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it. Yeah.
0: like, if it's going to make a noise, make a noise when we land. Like, you no know, one's just... really,
1: like, revving it, and it sounds like your old shitty car that just couldn't get started right? <laughs> in the morning, you're like, no, It sounds like it's got two
2: Volkswagens taped to the fucking
0: wings. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, I think we're good. Like, let's just
0: go back. And the smaller like... the plane, the more disturbing.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, my word. You really hit a, a trigger on that one for me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we have
2: you know, And I and I have flown in, you know, just two seaters before. You know, I've dated pilots mm. in the past mm-hmm. and I go You're... up. Yeah. I so I've I've, you know, I've flown. I, I need at
0: least a co-pilot in the situation if uh, you know if <laughs> if When narcolepsy goes down, I need his fucking <laughs> sidekick to be able to grab the stick. I don't need anybody having their hero moment. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want Chuck from the back row to have a moment on my flight. Chuck, <laughs> I can do nah, you know, it. I know I can Chuck. land a plane. I played yeah. it once in Call of
1: Duty or some shit. Stop oh, yeah. people people like get a false sense of no to do like when they play video games.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that.
0: You do realize that wreck actually kills you. You know, you don't get to try again multiple times until you get it right. We all played, if you're my generation, we wanted to kill ourselves over Top Gun trying to land on an aircraft carrier. Uh, and uh, you were like the coolest kid on the planet if you could actually pull it off. I don't uh, remember that. They... You don't remember was... Top Gun on Nintendo?
2: Mine is Super yeah. Mario Brothers.
0: I love Super Mario yeah. Brothers. So that's more my we've speed. gone way off track, but I'm glad yeah. we did. And here's why you had put in your book and your biography or your bio and in some different places that you lost your sense of humor after the TBI.
2: Yes. That was the first part of the downfall of my marriage because, um, and there was a famous comedian who had gotten in a car accident right almost after me and he lost his sense of humor and he was talking about it publicly. i Morgan. Tracy Morgan was it is that his name Didn't Bro, he Tracy a, Morgan lost yeah.
0: his sense of humor his funny bone I do he, like to think about his losing your funny bone
2: well I feel like he, yeah, was, he was in a car had accident had a and he had some trouble after that and yeah, was I was up really good. yeah and I was really relating to that like okay I totally get it because I was not processing even a, a normal sentence so you would say something to me and I still have that one sort of blue moon you can see it I'll look like this and I'll just hold steady uh, and then yeah mm-hmm. Like they'll see, I call it deer in the headlight. And so now I joke and I'll go freeze and then they'll wait. And then it's like, I'm a pause TV commercial. I come back and I'm like, oh yeah, now I get it. So I, I actually have, you know, special needs students in schools, they have a 504. I actually have one as a teacher. So what, what,
0: what's, a, what's a 504? So, I, I missed that one like completely. Yeah. One, it sounds like an area code. I feel like I should be like, you know, <laughs> like in a rap in the New 90s. Island. No, yeah, it's in so, New
2: Orleans. 504 <laughs>
0: boys. If you need,
2: if you are, you need some special accommodations as a student, you can get on, you know, a 504 health, other health impaired is what they call it, to give you more things like testing, uh, you know, in a, a quiet room or, you know, assistance with questions and such. It's very specified of what that person needs. Even if someone broke their arm and they can't write for weeks, you know, you get a 504 because obviously you can't write. So we need to accommodate you. Another way of learning is someone typing for you. Is someone else writing for you? Is somebody doing something to help you out? But for me, it's with PTSD and a brain injury. So I actually have that. So only once in a blue moon, and I know, you know, this Jay from having the TBI is, you know, it's only if you're not feeling well, or if you're tired or really stressed that, you know, the TBI symptoms come and so. More pressure, everything that gets going, and I push myself too fast. Ooh, it comes. You don't feel it at all. It's just what I put this in the book, I was walking, and his kid fell. I'm not trying to laugh. He's okay. He fell.
0: And oh, when you I can saw a lady As when, long as he, he didn't die. Said,
2: no, he was okay. And I saw him later and I'm like, Oh, you yeah, think you're okay? You're such a tramp. Champ. <gasps> champ. Sh- champ. Tramp. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody <laughs> around me was like but they know, you know, that, you know, the retrieval sometimes will do that. Once in a blue moon, the letter will change and I'll say something off. It's not Tourette, It's just once in a blue moon you will see this. And it used to shock people, but this is I'm nine years out now. And instead of crying I laughed and I'm like, ah, champ, champ. And then, and the kid didn't know. He was young, but everybody else around that was an adult knew. And what can you do? You could cry about it or you could laugh about it and be like, well, I'm doing good considering. I, so-
0: I would <laughs> I would consider that um, I'm big on filters. Gary, I'll tell you that I love a good filter. I think that being saying something stupid or out of you know context every now and then or using the wrong words, if that offends or pisses somebody off in the grouping of people, fuck them. Goodbye. Moving on. I only get a limited amount of uh, time on the rock, so I'm not wasting it talking to the person that has a problem with my stutter or my, you know, inability to put together fucking onomatopoeia fucking scenarios.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: ah,
0: It's not something that you should even waste any time or effort on, and not because you dislike them. I think that that's one of the misconceptions is that person that is giving you that, you know, that feeling or acting that way or whatever. Just let them go.
2: Like, oh, sometimes it's hard.
0: But they're not even mad or anything at you. They have not even realized that they're looking at you for all of your perfections and seeing their imperfections at the same time.
2: Right. They're Projecting. rating themselves against
0: you. That's all they're doing. We've been trained to rate. We've been trained to rank. We've been trained to put the, and anytime you get knocked down a peg, you know, someone will try to hold you there because they're afraid that they might lose a peg and be even.
2: It's fucking weird. I'm a very happy loser at times, so I don't, (laughs) I don't compete well. I'm very resilient, but I don't like to compete. I am a Mm. happy loser. Very. I
0: wasn't. I wasn't at all. um, Because I had, I had bullying issues. And oh. bullying issues gave me a lot of uh, self-confidence and other stuff. So any mm-hmm. any moment where I could be subject to ridicule or be on the carpet was very <laughs> hard for me. So I avoided it at all costs. Masked all the time, hidden places, hidden successful places <laughs> where I didn't even belong. And I would just jump through them and mask that shit.
2: Wow. Well, you're doing well, Jay. <laughs> ah,
0: no, I didn't. It's it's not even really anything that anybody else isn't going through. Cam Awesome was on. Cam Awesome, you know, he opened up talking about how he was bullied. And then he said, bully. He said, I believe it was what everybody else was going through, just in a different form. You know, and it was a lack of love for myself that was causing my feelings for the scenario. We always think we got to stop the bully, stop the bully, stop the bully. Don't give the bully a target. And that doesn't mean act cool, be different, or anything like that. That just means literally, don't even look him in the eye. Don't even look her in the eye or the situation. Act like it completely doesn't exist. And not, you know, like I'm ignoring you. Like, just let it be someone that's in a straight jacket on the corner. You wouldn't judge them if they were screaming in your face. You'd be like, oh, fuck, man, the guy's not well. You know, even if he was yelling, you know, racial epithets or fucking calling me any other fucking word in the book or trying to talk about my mother or, you know, it, it, all the classics or whatever. As soon as you put a straight jacket on them in your mind, it immediately becomes a different scenario. You're like, Ooh, this isn't good for this person. They're really out of yeah. sorts at the moment. This isn't a good look. Like I'm just going to not involve myself in this because they're not well today, Karen. Right. That's all it is. So let Karen be Karen for a few minutes. I mean, we all get satisfied when we see Karen get popped in the mouth, you know, on those those social media videos where Karen is just so far out of control. She's screaming things and then somebody finally comes across the corner. But at the end of the day, it's sad all the way around because there ain't no way that you're going to pop Karen without feeling bad later. Even if you say you you felt great about it. There's going to be a moment in time where you realize that you're not proud of it.
2: Well, you would hope that someone feels remorse, yes.
0: <laughs> if they never do, then they're just on the rock for one
1: more ride.
0: Eventually, yeah. they'll get it.
1: Depends Eventually. on what Karen did.
2: <laughs> well, I don't Whatever know. I'm not a woman, able- but
1: a Carl, say. I mean, if they're being racist or something and I crack them, then I'm not going to feel bad about it.
0: No, I'm not hitting a woman. I'm just saying like, another I'm, 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 I'm letting another, I'm letting another woman
1: in the room hit her,
0: but isn't this like equal opportunity? We bring this up you know, we talk <laughs> about I think sports should just eliminate genders. Oh. Eliminate genders and let people fucking rise to the occasion. I bet we see some miracles and I bet we see a lot. I see I see genetic change in women to more strength, agility and things like that because they haven't been given the same opportunities as us to work on our physical prowess. Kay, kay. I think we see things that new adaptations to lesser physique and or you know, lesser strength becomes agility, flexibility or something like that. Even for say like a fucking football player, you can grab, you know, a hulk by the chest plate on his fucking, you know, his shoulder pads, but if they're fucking 100 pounds and moving under your legs and around the corner and jumping up in here there's new talents are gonna pop up i know gary's like hell no we're in combat sports and fucking brock (laughs) lesnar's gonna punch Susie right in the fucking head and her head's gonna cave in brock lesnar like like,
1: women tend to be like much more flexible um think quicker Mm -hmm. so like in some combat sports you know i uh i could work and You know, I I don't think any sports are really like, you know, gender specific necessarily. If there's just you know a woman that could throw like Joe Montana, they'd probably sign her up. You know, but I think it's just a lot of it's practice. And
2: I know. know. What if she could throw
0: twenty five yards better than Joe Montana?
2: Sign her.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, what if she's that accurate? What if she's able to lean? out to the side when somebody's coming at her and she's the best person at doing a sidearm pass that you've ever seen like nailing shit every time you don't know what manifests <laughs> out of these situations i mean that's why animals have long necks you know like because the food was too far away if you get slapped enough you're eventually gonna fucking either get a stronger neck or be able to right. dodge <laughs> it.
1: one of the two is kind I, of I of was me. like to like look around the corner make sure a lion's eye on
0: Yeah, the giraffe. That's what he's there for.
2: (laughs) Well, we're constantly adapting. Every single day we adapt. And, and, you know, the people who are willing to change the most are the ones that grow the most.
0: Well, I think that you're also showing people that a TBI is no different than that because you can grow post-TBI. You can become... What you always wanted to be, or a newer version, or the version that you were supposed to be to begin with post TBI. Oh, that's but deep. You can literally work on yourself and become a whole different human after a TBI. Life's not over. You're showing people that there's more that you can discover from trauma than what trauma can actually cause. And that's something that we could all take a page from. I think if you're going to read your book or look into anything that you work on, that they need to take the notice to the fact that you don't care about your missing leg.
2: Right. I'll find me. Yes. No, absolutely. You're just
0: going to sit on a yoga mat with one (laughs) leg because that was going to happen anyway. You feel shitty about it, but that's just extra.
2: No, I think I'd make a leg and wear it, you know, because I remember <laughs> knowing my personality, I would create something and wear it and get by. Um, right after the, the the auto accident and, hold on, I'm going to bring this to you. I remember having to, and I was at 37. So I'm 45 right now. Look what I look like. Imagine what I looked like at 37. You know, people thought that I was much younger and it was an invisible illness. And the first mm-hmm. time I had to ride one of the carts, because I couldn't walk two feet, and I got in the cart at like Walmart or like got in the cart at Home Depot. So looks I got like they thought I was taking a joy ride <laughs> and I had to announce everywhere I have a TBI, I'm hurt, I can't walk, I can't grab things. Can you grab that off the shelf for me? But I had to explain myself everywhere I went, and uh, you know because you've,
0: you you out victim them. You looked able and disabled. You got the credit for being disabled at the same time while looking capable. And that bothers the shit out of people because they don't have that card. They didn't like the fact that you were what appeared to be in better shape in your scenario than them. And you were getting to joyride around the store and get all the sympathy.
2: It was not. I was crying the whole time, like I can't believe this is me. Please don't let this be. And now every time I see someone on it, I run over him, like Do you need anything? Can I help you? And they're like, Hey, crazy lady, back off. Just try to help you. <laughs> now I You're just running by,
0: knocking yeah, yeah. the top shelf off and stuff. Peanut butter, this. that's the top shelf stuff. Just hitting. You get Skippy, Peter Pan, everything.
2: Oh, I've actually climbed shelves for people, like where you step on that oh, bottom one where it looks really sketchy. I love this. Like it's real sketchy. And you're like, I'm doing it anyways.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. You're a lawsuit waiting. For
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always get yelled at, man, man, wait. Well, you know. Yeah, well, because I had no choice. I had to do it on my own all the time. So, yeah, I'm constantly. <laughs> it's
1: like sometimes we're climbing at that. Yeah. just <laughs> tall people. Guaranteed tall people i can't reach everything i'll stand on something if i need to why wouldn't you i do why wouldn't
0: you like and why is it something that anybody would need to point out because (laughs) there's something i can't do for whatever limitation there is for my in my life like i'm not (laughs) you know if i were 10 foot tall i would have a problem sitting on toilets because they would look like i was in the kindergarten section at the the school (laughs) Oh, that's gonna be funny. Those are
2: the worst. <laughs>
0: Dude, what happens if you have a stomach problem in a kindergarten room and that's the only bathroom?
2: Oh i I, I don't <laughs> I know that the teachers who have their spe, their specified rooms because I have five <laughs> kindergarten uh, classes. I know they they're all comfortable in their specified rooms. I'm not. like I walk like a mile out well, not and, that. and no. it's a toddler body, like your feet are your knees are
0: by
1: your ears. you're so you're low to the ground. <laughs> Not that much humor.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I I take the hype. And I, my job, I walk five miles a day just to do my job.
0: That's sounded like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, was it snowing
2: and uphill both ways? Yes. And... <laughs> You're in yes. upstate New York, aren't you? Yes. Whereabouts? Saugerties, New York. So I'm like an hour and 50 minutes or two hours north of New York City.
0: Oh, okay. Over on the uh, east side of upstate. Um, yeah, I was, yeah, I was uh, with the 10th mountain Division up in Watertown, the land of the frozen chosen. Oh, um, yeah, that's up there. <laughs> cold as shit.
2: I was that's curious. It's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A,
0: awful. Um, well, frozen I want to thank ships. you again for coming on. I genuinely <laughs> appreciate it. It's people like you that give others hope and confidence in their capabilities um i don't want to say they're deficits or something stupid like that because if it's removed from the capabilities section there's nothing that needs to be missed because it's never coming back so let it stay there and find out what new abilities you get out about it or get out of it um we have a podcast that that i love um we had ben dykstra on the show a long time ago um and he has a podcast called the sit down standout show and it's a uh, podcast, he has cerebral palsy, and it's about people with disabilities that find that they have hidden abilities or talents that they didn't know they had before Bathory? they had their, either their injury or whatever condition it is that they had that resulted in their ability to do something else. So um, that's a plug for, for Ben. He's a great guy.
2: Sounds and wonderful. And thank you
0: so much kelly i love your name it has like such alliteration and i love (laughs) that you have your sense of humor
2: i got it back it took a long time
0: (laughs) my heart almost broke for you in that moment when i read that sentence and that's what i was talking about gary when i texted you i was like holy
1: shit Took four years to get it back
2: four years
1: i was gonna ask that how long that took because that's four years nah, that's worse than like almost anything i think
2: right because i was well, like I mentally think I'd disabled be blind. For two. there was a lot of sitting in silence yeah you just didn't understand what was going on but you had everything up here but you couldn't get it out and then when someone would say something funny i would take it so literal
1: do you remember the first time like you legitimately laughed like because something was funny is there a joke or?
2: Yes, I was at work and everybody was proud of me that I caught on. Like, like everybody, everybody was laughing and they looked and they <laughs> saw me laughing and they started clapping and they're like, "Hey!" And I was like, oh, I got it!" Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yep. That's a moment right there. It was. Hey that's question. why it's
2: home. <laughs> it was a good question, I- Gary.
1: I love that. Yeah. If you worked with Jay, like you wouldn't know if your sense of humor was back or not. No, He's, hell he'd be no. would these jokes that aren't funny all the time. She's he'd be faking like, hey, it the whole time. <laughs> <Really
2: know>. No. <laughs> Too funny.
0: Well, thank
2: you so much. We're going to put all fun. of your
0: information in the show notes. Um, please make sure that you link up with Kelly um, and read her book. I genuinely appreciate you. I want everybody to hear this journey. I want them to see how you navigated it and what's better on the other side for everyone else if they go ahead and realize that it's an opportunity, um, instead of, you know, something that ends their whole entire existence. Um, so I appreciate Danny. you continue to do what you're doing. And, uh, Gary, appreciate you too, brother.
1: <laughs> Glad I got out of bed. There you go. My face hurts from laughing. It's a good, it's a good <laughs> That's way to a start. It's a good time
2: for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> All right. Remember, everybody, be cool and keep
0: learning.